We're here on a Saturday night talking it up. Graham, dogs what's win. happening? Dogs, dogs win. win. Yeah, dogs win look good. Uh, the question of the week was who was going to play quarterback um, after JT came up, nicked up after the Clemson game or before the Clemson game, who knows? Uh, and the quarterback two was up in the air. I will play the willing naysayer, UGA nihilist. Uh, and uh, I was a little freaked out by it all, but coach picked the right quarterback for sure. Um, and I don't know what the decision was went, went into it, but Stetson was absolutely ready to play, and that's what you want out of your backup quarterback. So, I mean, let's come in, execute, and he absolutely did with a 73-yard bomb on the first play from scrimmage. Dogs roll. Yeah. Take me to town. Yeah. No, I mean, Georgia rolled, like you said. Um, let's table this quarterback conversation for a minute. I'm just going to get into, like, some quick kind of takeaways from the game. Uh, and, I mean, that's – first of all, when we did our UAB preview film study yesterday, we talked about how we thought they were going to load up the box like Mississippi State did last year and force the quarterback to beat them. And they did. Uh, and Georgia's athletes are just that much better – and you can't cover them one-on-one. Most teams can't cover them one-on-one, but especially not a group of five team, even one as good as UAB. But going into the game, we talked about the best scenario for Georgia would be to get some of these young pass catchers the ball and get them on tape making plays. And, like, Bowers and Arian Smith are just another level. And, you know, Smith's speed is just – something that a lot of teams don't have an answer for. And Brock Bowers, his combination of size and speed is unbelievable. That one catch he had where he just sort of left everybody and slowly ran away from two guys that had angles on him was incredible. Um, So, yeah, I mean, like getting Mitchell and Justin Robinson and some of these younger guys into the mix but also on the tape, will make Georgia that much harder to prepare for as we see Kyrus get healthy and hopefully Pickens come back and Darnell Washington come back and Burton continue to get healthy. So I think it's exciting from that realm. Um, the attention those guys will demand should open up more for the run game, which is good because I felt like the only position group that didn't really shine today was, was the offensive line, right? Um, they were good in pass protection, but not as dominant as you'd like to be in run blocking. And they still don't really seem to have an identity yet. And I think that Luke and Luke and Monken are still kind of playing around with that and haven't found their best five and younger guys like Broderick Jones and Amarius Mims may warrant more playing time. And with South Carolina and Vanderbilt coming up, I think those are guys that you could roll out there with the first unit and it's not going to affect the outcome of the game. And it'd be interesting to see how they do because like that South Carolina D line next week with Jordan Birch and some of the guys they have up front will be another challenge for, for Georgia's offensive line. So uh, I think that, you know, it's also important to remember UAB's D line, definitely the strength of their team. Tony fair is playing starter snaps at Auburn now, and he transferred from there because he couldn't get on the field uh, this past off season. So yeah, man, uh, I think, Stetson Bennett might not have been who a lot of people wanted to see running the offense today, but the offense that we saw today is what we've been waiting for for the entire Kirby Smart era. And Georgia did a good job of running their offense regardless of who was under center. And 
stretching the ball downfield. I think UAB probably kind of did them a favor by loading up the box the way they did because it was, you know, the thing they were giving up was long passes. And so we took what they were given to us and, and we did it very, very successfully. And, you know, happy for Stetson Bennett, man. Four touchdowns and 245 yards in your first five throws is something <laughs> we'll never probably see again in a Georgia game in our lives. His quarterback rating was like 777 after five pass attempts. And, yeah, um, I'm, I'm excited to kind of see how this offense keeps rolling. The hope is you plug JT Daniels back in there and, and you see a lot of these same results. But, man, like Stetson Bennett's the first Georgia quarterback we've seen not underthrow Arian Smith. Um, and, I mean, some of those long passes he threw, like, Deep balls were never the issue with Stetson last year, but just it it was tantalizing to see what these receivers can do when you put the ball on them on some of these deep routes. Well, if I can, if I can jump in because hundred percent, I, I was excited to see uh, all those players that you mentioned and wanted to see what we had uh, with, you know, still why we're getting healthy with Kyrus and Darnell and, and, and JT getting healthy, but, what I was excited to see was what we had back, back, backing him up. And also that included the quarterback and what you want, like I said, at the start of this is you want your backup quarterback ready to play. And Stetson was, and from indications are, I don't think Carson was ready to play. So, you know, whether you're, we can go back and rejudicate the games last year and, and the criticisms that both you and I had of Stetson's play, uh, that doesn't matter. Cause he was ready to play today and we got a huge win and he looked great. And I'm, you know, He's going to go down as a damn good dog, and uh, I'm happy for him. And I don't want – I know that there's, a, there's a weird vibe going around the UGA Twitter and UGA blog post or, you know, all the bulletin boards about, you know, what, what today meant. But, man, like you said last week, you know, we didn't win like we thought we were going to win, but we got a win over Clemson. Um, we got a win today with a quarterback we didn't think was going to be the one we were supposed to see, but we got a win. Enjoy it, you know. And uh, I certainly did, and I was, yeah. I was happy. So – uh, we're, you know, we're kind of showing the, the, what you talked about is the O-line did not look great. You know, we're showing this right. running plays we had, um, and you know, the stats will bear it out that, you know, we were very average today running the ball and that's what they keep. That's what they wanted to do. They wanted to stop us from running the ball and you know, they contained us, but we figured out a way to, to throw it over the top of them. So, you know, um, that's my, my two cents. The yeah. Defense, I mean, the defense was awesome again today. It was, it was. And it's like, yeah, it's crazy that I just knocked out all these points and didn't even mention the defense, but this defense is something we've never seen before. It's deep, it's fast, it's talented, but more than anything, there's an edge to it. Uh, Like from a mental cultural kind of standpoint, there's just an attitude that's contagious. And it seems like no matter who comes in the game, whether it's a first stringer or a third stringer, there is a standard that has to be upheld and these guys are going to, you know, do everything they can to uphold it. Like these third string guys, like Tresman Marshall busting through the center and the guard and like body checking the UAB quarterback with his chest to the ground. Like he was a middle schooler, like some of the physical, just how imposing they are physically is, is really wild to see. It's not, like UAB is an FCS team. They're a good football team. They were favored by five against South Carolina in their bowl game before it was canceled for COVID last year. Like 
Georgia's not playing UConn or something. You know what I mean? Um, so that and was the, wild. And the team they just shut out last week just went to Doak and beat Florida State. Florida State. Yeah, 100. Yeah. Yeah, that was another wild deal. But um, I think, like, the secondary was phenomenal again today. UAB only had 47 passing yards in this game. And Keely Ringo had a nice pick. Uh, Lewisine, really nice pick. And we also saw uh, Jamon Dumas Johnson, the linebacker, just jump that little out route. And, like, that's what I'm talking about when I talk about just how deep these guys are. Like, Dumas Johnson, I think he's a freshman, true freshman, you know, first time he's ever played college football. And he looks bigger and faster than a linebacker is supposed to look. And I think we've really hit that point where the recruiting that Kirby Smart has done, you can see it all over the place. Like it's paid off and you're really seeing the dividends of it. Yeah. I mean, as we, we talked about in the preview is like, we get, we are blessed and fortunate that we are so deep and we get to see these guys play and they balled out. They didn't just come in and yeah. hold their own. They absolutely balled out. And uh, that's, that's exciting to see. I mean, anytime you score, you, you score, you know, half a hundred. I mean, it's an awesome day. So it's, it is. I mean, let, let's, let's talk about the quarterback elephant in the room. So, I mean, I, I'm curious to hear your, your thoughts first. I know you talked about it a little bit, but like you were, you were upset when, you know, you saw Stetson get the start and you had some, some feelings about it. And I think those feelings were shared by a lot of people. So like, I'm, I'm curious to hear you talk about it. Yeah. I wanted, I definitely wanted Carson to get the start. I'm not going to lie. And uh, I was disappointed that Stetson got it. That, and I think the, the reasons that he got the start are a little up in the air right now. Um, so, but I w- we know what we had in Stetson Bennett. He's a veteran. He's a, he's a like I met, mentioned, he's a damn good dog. Um, but he could not push the offense. Um, and I know that he had some great, some really good games. But he also had some really bad games. And he missed a lot of throws. And you and I both and Nathan and anybody that watched Georgia football saw sure. where, yeah. where, his, where his, you know, where he couldn't get the job done on some, on certain plays and Monken was had guys scheming open in the Florida game and he was hurt in the Florida game, but there was a lot of options. We left a lot of points on the board. So I wanted to see, you know, Carson who had been in the program, who was, you know, he's a four star uh, quarterback for Georgia. And I wanted to see him get the start and get a chance for him to, to play. And that wasn't the case. And I think, um, I, cause I, you know, you're one play away from your quarterback two being quarterback one is what I've said a lot today. And I, I don't I hope that JT Daniels plays every important snap of the season going forward, or as soon as he's healthy enough. Um, you know, certainly I hope he, we are healthy on a lot more fronts than just JT by the Florida game. But, um, I am a little concerned at the depth of the quarterback position. I mean, and you mentioned it, you talked about it. If maybe he's developed, maybe he's another year and, you know, an off season, he can make these plays that he didn't make last year. And if so, I'll eat crow on it and hope, you know, and, and, but I am concerned at, you know, we've been beaten by two backup quarterbacks who came in and executed an offense and, and beat a really good team in Georgia sure. and, and by Alabama. And, and like I've said, Kyle, Kyle Trask was ready to come in and, and picked up Florida off the mat when they were down and carried them, you know, to the SEC championship a year later. So I am a little concerned. And that's where I think some of the negativity is with, you know, the fan, like, you know, that's 
that wants to see us get over the hump. But that that that's those are my points. And I, I still think now we know no, there's no quarterback controversy, first off. There's absolutely no quarterback controversy. I haven't heard anybody say that at all. I, I saw a couple of tweets, but it's like JT is number one, and you know your backup quarterback is you know right now it absolutely is Stetson Bennett. Um, yeah, but, it's got to be after today. You know. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the performance, like, I, I understand where you're coming from. I think, yeah. I mean, I made that point today that, and I have taken the opposing viewpoint from you on this, and that. I think Kirby and Monken watch practice, and so they have a much better idea what's going on than us. And, like, it's tough, right, because we do recruit these guys and, and we hype them. Like, you and I are part of that hype machine at this point, and we get excited about them, and we want to see them play. And I understand, like, the thought of Stetson Bennett as a known commodity. What I would say is, like, the guy that played today is not the same quarterback that I saw play last year. And so I think that that reinforces the decision that was made today was, was the right one. Um, But like he was unconscious, he was hot and there's no guarantee that that happens the next time he plays. So like, I don't want to extrapolate this out too big and say like Stetson Bennett is the guy, if anything happens to Daniels, no matter what. But I do think that, you know, he said in the post-game press conference that that Kirby told him and Beck on Thursday that they were going to go with him. So I've seen a lot of, like, conspiracy theories of Kirby pulled the start from Beck on Friday because Beck's high school coach was talking and all of that. That doesn't appear to be true. Um, I also think, though, that we saw some good moments from Carson Beck today, but we also saw the reason, like, why he – probably wasn't the starter today and you can't pre-read defenses in college football and get away with it and there was a few times where you saw him look around before the snap and decide where he was going to throw the ball before he took the snap and before the defense moved on the play one of those resulted in a pick six which against UAB as good as Georgia's defense is chances of Georgia losing that game slim to none right but if that play happens on the first or second series of the game and it's seven nothing and everyone starts getting tight and momentum starts going their way then like it's an uncomfortable situation and that game plays out differently and we're sitting here talking about how kirby can't develop quarterbacks and we're talking like we're not talking about it but everyone else is talking about those same kirby smart narratives of wasting talent not developing quarterbacks and all that stuff and so I think ultimately he made the right decision and there's no way that, that any of us can kind of question that after the performance that Bennett had today. But I also think that I have concerns about Carson Beck from a, you know, a little bit of just like a intangible standpoint, just the way that he carried himself at times today. And I get, he probably wanted to be on the field. He probably wanted to be the starter and all that, but, but everyone does. I don't care what position you are. I don't care if you're a walk-on or, or who you are. Like, you want to be the starter, and that's what your goal is. It's just his body language was a little shaky at times, and the, not chasing down the UAB defender after the interception was a bad look on him, and I'm sure that he'll hear about it plenty this week in film. But I think – you saw some of the tantalizing arm talent from Carson Beck, but you also saw an immature quarterback, I think, 
both with his progressions and how he sees the field and also from some, some of those leadership standpoints. So I think this is, it, it's good that he got in and he gets to have that experience and they get to, to work on it and he gets to learn from it because we saw today what having experience and adversity and making mistakes did for Stetson Bennett, right? And Carson Beck has, you know, he had a really nice touchdown pass to Justin Robinson and some other things that he did in there as well. Good throw to A.D. Mitchell. So I'm not that worried about him in the long term, but I do think that if you're going to get mad at me, but like if JT Daniels goes down in an SEC championship game against Alabama, I 100% want Stetson Bennett on the field. Absolutely. I mean, I'm going to just, I'm not going to argue with that. No doubt. I, I, no doubt on that. And I mean, I was going to make that point. You made it. I think we're in agreement there. And I'll tell you what, you know, Stetson came in and bailed us out in Arkansas last year. He came in this, and if anything, you know, you talk about leadership, you, you know, the guy that can prepare and go in and execute is what you want out of your quarterback two or three. And if, if Carson can't learn how Stetson Bennett prepares, then, you know, he's not the right man for the job. And uh, I hope that he gets, you know, a chance to improve, whether it be in practice or in, in game time. But, uh, I mean, you can't argue, cannot argue with Stetson Bennett. He's a damn good dog, and he's yeah. gone. He's done nothing but go out there and bust his ass for the program, and, you know, he's going to have a job with, with the program whenever he wants it, I would imagine. So, no, yeah. and, and, and to your point, you know, like, now look, if you're telling me that that if we're if Stetson Bennett's playing against Alabama, you know, I'm, I mean, I'll take it. We're in the SEC championship game. But, you know, I still think that I would, I'm not, we're not going to, we're not going to adjudicate that. So hopefully JT's healthy, you know, I mean, cause yeah, I would, yeah, sure. I would, like I said, there's no quarterback controversy. JT is the man. Um, and he, he has the entire, you know, uh, toolbox to, to execute t- Todd Monken's offense. Um, the boundary throws that, that Stetson couldn't make maybe, maybe a year later he can make these plays and make the reads and, and execute great uh but you know we we saw what we had in Stetson Bennett last year and and um he, he beat you out Alabama Birmingham today so that's awesome and uh I yeah. just want to see a healthy JT for sure for sure and I think that having a guy like Stetson Bennett to plug in there when JT's 90 percent and giving him time to get to 100 percent is a luxury and I'm glad we have him yeah like my frustration today is not with reasonable takes like the one that you have but Seeing people all over the place be like, I'm done with Kirby if he starts Stetson Bennett over Carson Beck. And I'm not talking about, I saw this a couple places. Like, yeah, I'm in some group chats with a lot of Georgia fans and I, I enjoy some of them and they're, they're fun. But like I heard and saw and read just some of the dumbest stuff I've ever seen today of people saying, you know, Kirby, this is why Kirby's never going to win a championship he doesn't have a championship mentality because he's not starting Carson Beck. And it's like, well, if you want to win a championship, then you have to win almost all of your games. Right. So you want to play the guy that gives you the best chance. So I think that's what he's doing, but like, I just want us, can we have a moratorium for the next six days till the end of the South Carolina game next Saturday night, where we're not going to question Kirby smart after pulling off a win against Clemson with four of his top five pass catching targets out of the game and figuring out a way to do it with a JT Daniels that we now know was less than a hundred percent healthy. And then going out with a backup quarterback 
and winning 56 to seven in a game that honestly wasn't that close. Let's just chill. Let Kirby smart run his program. Like he's all the things that we've bitched about Kirby smart or we as a collective fan base, not necessarily you and I, but all the things that people have bitched about with Kirby smart for the last three years, not getting enough out of his recruiting talent. Hard to talk about that today. Georgia's got 44 dudes that have made a tackle this year. 34 guys made a tackle in the game today. That's absurd. Yeah. Offense. Go look at the highlights today. There was plenty of explosiveness. Like, the the playbook is opened up. I don't think any of us can argue that. Development. Well, look at what your walk-on quarterback did today. Look at what the walk-on safety did last week. Like, look at guys like... Robert Beal, who's been in the program for five years and is all of a sudden flying around out there and playing really fast and making good decisions and making havoc plays on defense. Like some of these guys that we thought would never see the field, like Amir Speed or Brenny, are playing in the secondary at an all-conference type of level. So these narratives that the national media and Georgia fans have latched on to for the last few years – they're getting disproven week by week. And the reaction to that is to to come up with like new narratives that we have zero evidence for. And I just hope that we can go through the next six days without a Twitter meltdown and any extremely hyperbolic statements about Kirby Smart's job status because the dude is doing a really good job. And so far, I think Georgia looks like the best team in the country. If you put their resume just up against everyone's and especially with Alabama, like Miami almost lost to app state tonight. So I think it takes a little shine off that win. I think that that Georgia looks really, really good. And they're either number one or number two, whatever they're ranked doesn't really matter, but like they look like the best or the second best team in the country. And they 100% look like, a college football playoff team that is a tier above everyone else except for Alabama. So let's give them some credit. Yeah. You're you're never as good as you are when you're playing great. And you're never as bad as you are when you're playing poorly. And totally. And, and Georgia, they've, they've won two games. They haven't done it with a full, uh, you know, assortment they haven't got their whole team. And, you know, and JT is gone. There's two Georgia games and JT hasn't thrown a touchdown and he's only got 135 yards passing. And we're two and zero, and we've beaten Clemson, and we're number two in the country. So, you know, let's, yeah. uh, I, you know, we're ha- it's a half full, it's a half full beer. Well, it's just <laughs> I what I'm seeing is like all the stuff that Georgia fans made fun of Alabama fans for complaining about and worrying about over the last decade is stuff that they're complaining about and worrying about right now, and. I get that Kirby Smart doesn't have six national championships like Nick Saban, but I, you couldn't position a program any better to no. win a national championship than what he's done so far. So let's just like give the dude some room to work and maybe revisit this in in a few months or something. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so let's going back through the games today. Um, yeah. You know, I don't want to have your picks up here, but you went five and four from your picks on Wednesday or whatever day that was. That's pretty good, dude. Um, yeah, you, we're... you were you were close. You had a heartbreaker in the ECU game, mm-hmm. um, and you you missed on the Texas game. But we're excited about uh, 
the Arkansas getting a huge win for the SEC. Um, I was pulling for Arkansas. I mean, like emotionally. So I mean, yeah. And I'm, is is the Pac twelve? Yeah, is the Pac twelve back? Um, no, they're not no. back. But Oregon's really good. I think Oregon is legit, and then everyone else is a tier below them. Um, USC's getting beat by Stanford right now at uh, halftime. Washington go. got manhandled by Michigan a week after losing to an FCS team. UCLA looks good. I mean, I think that UCLA and Oregon are are your two teams and lucky for the Pac-12, they're in two different divisions. So I think there is a scenario where like maybe Oregon runs the table or has one loss and UCLA All right. can get to the conference title game with a loss or two. All right, so one loss, Clemson, uh, ACC champion, and a one loss, Pac-12 champion. Who's in? 100% Oregon. Clemson okay. doesn't play anybody. I mean, right. they they have the 79th, I think, ranked strength of schedule this year. Like, it's not good. And Georgia's schedule got a lot harder looking today, seeing Kentucky looks very, very good. They have a passing attack for the first time yeah. in – in our lives maybe, or since Tim Couch and Jared Lorenzen. And then they, you know, uh, Arkansas looked very, very good and very strong on the line of scrimmage. Uh, I think Georgia will be and should be heavily favored in both of those games, but I'm glad they're both at home. Yeah. I'm glad they're both at home and both those games are going to be physical line of scrimmage football games. And just as a, a Georgia fan, I think you probably have to be pretty happy if you're a season ticket holder because that home schedule just got a lot more interesting and intriguing. Yeah, one of those games could be a, a CBS game. Yeah, yeah. If not both, who knows? Um, but, I mean, right now, like, I would put Kentucky over it, anyone else in the East. Is is the number two in the West is totally up in the air now. It is. And, you know uh, – from what we've seen on the field so far, I would say it's got to be between Ole Miss and Arkansas, right? Which is a little scary to think about. Um, yeah, but LS, yeah, LSU looks like they're playing with just like they did last year, and A and M doesn't right. seem to have a quarterback. Yeah, exactly. And A um, and M struggled heavily today. They were very lucky to get out of Denver with a win, but I think the just Auburn, I think, probably blew out. I know they, they were up big on Alabama State. I don't know how they looked, though. It's really hard to to judge their improvement against FCS programs. Uh, my, my, my man Gator, my man Gator Hater uh, tweet, texted me before we went on and said that D-Rob had three touchdowns today, so good for him. Did he really? Yeah. Well, That's I mean, awesome. Unless, I'm happy for Unless my buddy's lying, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I don't think he would lie to us. No, they scored 60 points, so there were, there were some touchdowns. Oh, wow. To go okay, yeah. I know TJ Finley got some some playing time as well, so that's kind of interesting. Yeah, but, that Auburn, that Auburn game is going to, you know, it's they haven't played anybody yet, so we'll see. It will be. Yeah, I, I think just going on the road in that environment will be a challenge for, for Georgia. Um, JT Daniels has never gone on the road in the SEC, and, and that'll be different for him. But – he played Mizzou, I, and oh, that's right. But I'm, yeah. I, full stadium. I mean, you know. Oh, we got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Non COVID rules. That'll be a new experience for sure. Yeah, that's, that's Jordan Harris legit. I mean, but 
across college football, uh, any other big takeaways for you today? Like any any games that you were surprised by or teams that you're surprised by? Um, I mean, certainly Florida State and the ACC overall looks. I mean, looks. We knew it was weak, but man, it's yeah, it's really really bad. Um, and uh, you know the. Like you talked about, the SEC East is a lot better than people thought, and the SEC West is, you know, notched down. So, um, I mean, it's a little bit of a homer take. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I watched every Big Ten game today, but Michigan looks good. Um, Michigan looks real good, and uh, they've got two big wins. And, um, you know, that Iowa – Iowa's good, man. They're sneaky good. And that was a big win for them and disappointing for Iowa State. Uh, I was kind of cheering for Iowa State. Um, but, uh, but Iowa is clearly the better team there, and uh, you know it's that defense is something. Yeah, that they have this really good defense. So, yeah. um, um, no, I, I think the last thing I'll say before we get out of here uh, is like we would be remiss not to mention Florida, who blew out South Florida, but still Emory Jones has struggled mightily with his arm. And seems like the prediction that I had a month ago that I got yelled at and harassed about and Florida people like stalked my personal social media accounts and uh, tried to mess with my personal life. But Emory Jones is probably not going to be the starter by the time we get to the Georgia game, which is something that you and I talked about when we did our, our Florida preview. And I think that's, very interesting just in terms of how we look at Dan Mullen and some of the narratives around who he is and who he isn't as uh, an offensive coach and a quarterback coach. I mean, he's still finding a way to field a productive offense and both Jones and Anthony Richardson have been really impressive running the ball. I just think good luck doing that against Alabama next week. Um, (laughs) Yeah. They're going to have a come to Jesus you're gonna have to have like you know you're gonna have to be able to to be two-dimensional to beat Alabama you can't just just throw or just run but especially not just run and so that game's gonna be fascinating because that fan base is pretty adamant that they want to see AR start we know Dan Mullen's history is that he plays the the guy that's been in the program longer and is more experienced like Dak Prescott never sees the field at Mississippi State if Tyler Russell doesn't get hurt, right, uh, at the end of his third year there. So, like, the same deal went down with Franks and Trask, and it's just going to be fascinating to see how that plays out, uh, if, you know, the fan base gets their way there or or what decisions get made. But next week, that game, first our first 330 SEC CBS game, of the season so that'll feel fun and nice to watch but i saw will anderson for alabama had to be helped off the field today which he's a tremendous linebacker and an incredible pass rusher and just an all-around stud so i hope he's healthy because he's a fantastic player and uh they definitely will will need him not just for next week or the rest of the season but gonna be really interesting to to watch that and how it plays out because i think I don't know. I think that depending on how that game goes, it really could dictate the rest of their season. I think if they can challenge Alabama and 
have some moments where where it feels like a close game and and keep it within a couple scores that will probably galvanize them for the rest of the season. But if it goes poorly, it feels like he could start, you know, get it, with all the quarterback controversy and stuff going on, it feels like he might lose that locker room or not necessarily lose the locker room, but just the, the morale of that locker room could be affected in a really negative way. And those things are tough to course correct on in the middle of the season. All right. Well, it was a fun show, man. I'm glad we got out here on a Saturday night. And uh, I hope, I imagine most of you guys yeah. will be listening to this or watching this on Monday, uh, Sunday or Monday. Uh, please uh, follow us on YouTube. Follow us on Twitter. He's dog out. Graham is dog out west. I am dog underscore stats. We're both on dogsports.com. A lot of dogs going on there. Uh, but we, we love your interactions. We're, we're a ton of people are, are, yes, FTMF stickers are on the website. FTMF hats were delivered to my buddy john today made in athens this time around so uh look for those next week uh yeah so uh support local so yes exactly so we're we're excited to uh keep this going man so thank you guys for watching and like share retweet and subscribe all that stuff anything else graham no uh thank you guys for for watching if you're you're up this late we hope you had some fun having some content to consume and uh, all of you that are sharing our stuff and saying nice things about us and commenting and engaging with the content we're making it, it means a lot. And we really hope that you'll, you'll keep it up because it makes this a lot of fun for us. All right. With that, we'll see you in a couple of days and go dogs.